literally assaulted a man. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of All That Film. All right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, uh, to the post-Oscar show for All That Film. Uh, and this will be uh, the first episode posted after a decently long uh, hiatus. But we're here talking about the Oscars. We're back. Uh, last year, we were talking Nomadland. But this year, Coda is our winner. What? Woo! What? Woo! Who would have guessed? Hooray for DCOMs everywhere. Yeah, um, oh, and <laughs> and just just uh, just throwing out uh, some some stuff uh, for the listener. Uh, one one thing that was interesting to me, uh, Coda released the same date as Judas and the Black Messiah, a film that uh, won awards for last Oscars. Yay! Yes. Yay! Uh, yeah. No, but on top of that, uh, Coda was the first film that debuted uh, at Sundance. Um, that uh, one best picture, and then I think like it, it has a so, ton of other records for like not having not having director, lead actor, like all of these uh, mm-hmm. records it broke to be nominated. And I do feel like I I don't know necessarily like what necessarily what what like led to that because I'd argue like there are some in quotes like feel good movies that one could make an argument like should have been in the CODA spot this year, if that makes sense. And we'll probably get into that a little bit later. Um, but where do we do? Do we want to just do general thoughts before? Cause y'all probably watched more of the Oscar stream than I did. Um, Todd specifically, I assume you had an Oscars party. So I will actually let you go first. Uh, we'll get, we'll get the views of the elderly, um, you know, age before beauty and, and whatnot, but uh, the age demographic. <laughs> did you did you fall asleep during the So I get to go podcast? twice in a row? I get to Indeed. go twice in a row? Okay. Oh. Uh, so <laughs> so th- what is the question? What is my general view of the Oscars? How, what was your thought of this broadcast? What, the awards, anything you want to touch on, go for it. Okay. Overall, I found this more entertaining than the average Oscars, uh, mm-hmm. I would say. And it was a year also that I was going in the least giving a shit about the Oscars in quite some time uh, because most of the films that are nominated for Best Picture, I'm not even an especially big fan of, like, even. So, uh, but I found some of the speeches interesting. Uh, I thought the host, except for, like, a tragically tasteless COVID bit, were, like, for the most part, like, fine, uh, which is the best you can hope for, I think, with Oscar hosts. And I think for the most part, based on the nominees, the winners, generally speaking, I agreed with. Obviously, I'm going to be sad about Kristen Stewart uh, because I Mm -hmm. love Kristen Stewart. But um, overall, I thought it was fine. Coda, my favorite movie was Drive My Car of the ones that were nominated. But I think Coda is... It was joked about it being like a decom, but it's like the best fucking decom fucking ever. Uh, and I think that like movies like that can be like 
rewarded as well. It's like the year well, that well, a weird, like, like the, it's like the year that a weird dog breed wins best in show, and you're just like they just fucking <laughs> had it that year. That's Coda this year <laughs> for me. Analogy. Yeah, that's yeah, Coda this year for me. Even going one further, Todd, uh, this is the clear path for Teen Beach Movie Three to win Bet's Picture. Yes, <laughs> our time. Uh, we've waited right. so long, and and Coda has paved the way. Uh, much like Parasite has has opened uh, a ton of eyes for for a lot of films to be recognized by the Oscars. Coda has done this uh, for Teen Beach Movie Three, and who knows the next a Sneakerella this year. Um, from Disney, a uh, lot of options. Okay, I have I have a quick hot take, kind of. Uh, I know a lot of people didn't necessarily love some of the Oscar changes. I actually like. I get I get the whole idea that it's backhanded to do um, Oscars on a different stream or like an edited version, especially when you announce said edited version, so everybody already knows, uh, or anybody who who would be interested in the Oscars knows about the awards before they are shown on the stream. However, um, I think they did a really good job for uh, doing mass appeal this Oscars, especially, I know this was something that uh, I saw at least two people uh, bring up, that they kept saying the list of people that were going to be hosts. And I actually thought that was really smart because normally they just do whoever's next, which is traditional, but like, this Oscars, like they led with Beyonce, which I think is brilliant um, because then that gets people, hey, the Oscars are on because it's Beyonce. Uh, and I know some people would make the argument, oh, well, you kind of want Beyonce in the middle of the show, whatever. Um, I think it's no. better to lead with Beyonce because that is the, the star of the musical performances. Um, and I do think, like, I think the name recognition stuff kind of mattered for this and having hosts that people know and all that stuff, like, I thought, uh, Matthew, you were mentioning it before. Um, I didn't catch the, the Godfather speech uh, from Francis Ford Coppola, but it was cool to see those three guys mm -hmm. up on stage together. While it was a little bit overlong, some may say, I liked seeing uh, the, the Pulp Fiction reunion, uh, even though, yes, Travolta's bald, he's embraced it, sans Gotti, uh, and the world isn't ready for it. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, I, I think they're going to see a big spike in, in uh, viewership. But uh, Matthew, please, uh, any, any, is there anything you want to talk about about the show? Was there I, something big that happened? There's a few <laughs> things. I, I have many notes, I guess I could say. All right, I mentioned this before we started recording, but Amy Schumer had the opportunity to tell a really good joke, but she didn't. All right, so it's, <laughs> it's like it's at the beginning, and then she's talking like, all the great couples here. She talks rats off. I don't fucking remember. It doesn't matter. Uh, she mentions Jake and Maggie Gyllenhaal. Because get it? They're siblings. She should have said Jake Gyllenhaal and Taylor's scarf. Like That would have been way fucking funnier. And just mm. a better joke. You know? Uh, oh, Rosie Perez said zooted. And that was really funny. <laughs> I, I, I agree with Perez saying zooted. Uh, honestly, I watched like uh, I think yeah last night I watched Coda last night and I think I think the decom it, it's it's like a joke attribution and it kind of has that kind of feel. It's definitely more like a a more well respected kind of decom, but like best picture fucking really 
Like that's just me. Like my personal favorite was like licorice pizza, but like second best was Spencer I, as Todd was my, my argument I get like I like the change up because okay, so this was this was a take I was kind of stewing on um for a while. Uh but <laughs> basically like if if the next say like the year after there was something similar to the power of the dog, I really think like yeah. uh old people in the Oscar voting body would be talking about Green Book as if it were the best Oscar in the past five years. And I don't think people were ready to have that conversation uh, because it just seems baffling to say, but like you, I'm just, some people, I, I don't know, might be like, oh, the subtitles, no. And the Nomad Land is very uh, patient and boring to some. And then you have Power of the Dog that's very similar to Nomad Land. Uh, so it was interesting to see a, a film that moved the needle back to this sort of feel-good thing in a mm-hmm. traditional, yeah. um, you know, the, the the prestige movies or whatever. Yeah, um, I, also, I also thought it was funny that Zack Snyder sweeped the fan-voted shit. He did! <laughs> yeah, that was, so yeah, that was cr- I, crazy. I kind of figured, figured at that point, because I was seeing the polls online, and was like, yeah. okay. Well, obviously, not a lot of people are really into this because they think it's a joke. But then at the same time, I was like, you know what? People should just vote for Boss Baby 2 for Movie of the Year. I'm not going to lie. The Deckheads that voted for Mia, whatever that movie was fucking called. Mia Mata. Whatever. No one has seen. um, Mata. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, No. uh, So I I was very surprised at Army of the Dead just because, like, it has a 5.7 on IMDb. The Snyder um, heads, it, man. I, but it's like you Snyder think, cultists. you think the score would be higher if like these. I think the Snyder cultists are smaller than we think. They're just all on Twitter, nah, nah. and that's where they put the poll. <laughs> it's because nice. it, it, they're they're gonna grasp for anything, you know. Yeah, they should have. What they should have done, I think, it would have been cool if at the start of the awards, like in the red carpet, just flash like two times maybe and maybe even you can replace it with the crypto ads um just show like <laughs> hey text this number ukraine like american your favorite pick yeah like yeah. american idol and then you have the fan vote as it's going so that way people at least feel like because most i would assume most people watching the stream that don't go on twitter were probably very confused so i i didn't see those parts mm-hmm. on the stream did they make them did they make it explicitly clear, like, these are not real awards, A, and, like, where they got the data? I, I they, they kind of asked, or they, they kind of said in the telecast that these were, like, polls taken on Twitter. So they're not real awards, but they're just like, hey, here's what we, uh, what we asked movie friends of ours, I guess. Uh, movie and friends? And, like, is it yeah. arguable that they only did that because people not were mad that they didn't nominate, like, No Way Home or some shit? Okay, I've heard people say that a lot, but I haven't heard any, like, actual... Cr- I think it was just sort like, of, like, people were, like, saying that, like, oh, I bet they only added this because people were mad that No Way Home didn't get nominated. Like, and then it, and that then was a very... Place. Yeah, that well, was, like, that was a weird like, speculative funny. thing. Like, you had to, like, submit it um, via, like, a tweet. So it's like, oh, I want to nominate yeah. No Way Home for, it was, like, it was uh, hashtag shit. or whatnot. Yeah. So that's how they kind of got it. It's just they, they data mined all of that, and then they said, okay, well, here's the all top right. five. Here's we'll give it to Snyder. It. Yeah. I, ha- I have <laughs> to... 
I have to say, I obviously didn't vote in this because I don't understand how any of that works. But this was the most kind of like shocked I was by like a Gen Z led outcome was I did not realize that Zack Snyder had this much power. Oh, no, so I, so I tried. Um, I, honestly, if if they had this award two years ago, um, mm-hmm. Alita would have won. Like there are mm-hmm. there are groups like this that like are because ne- legitimately, no one has seen that Johnny Depp movie, and it was third. Or, like, exactly. Fourth, right? <laughs> yeah, it's confusing. And, and it's the funniest so one, like, are there Camila Cabello stands? Like. I was so yeah. Right here, buddy. Right here. (laughs) They tried. Margot kept like cheering for that, and she was like, "Cinderella should win." Like she was being like joking, but like she wanted it too. You That's what I was trying to figure out because that's the one that's perplexing to me because I couldn't figure out if if that was people who really like her music or if that was just the people's favorite of the meme community that were like, "This would be so funny if Cinderella won." I yeah, so. I think it was m- more of a meme. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in, in that case, you know, I, I, w- I would also argue that uh, in some ways the, the Oscars are cowards for letting the Snyder Cut be nominated for um, best scene, but not allowed to be nominated for best fan film. Because Army of the De- like the only reason Army of the Dead was there was because it was the fill-in for the Snyder Cut. <laughs> yeah, that is that is strange. Yeah. Uh, but I am actually really surprised that Summer of Soul won because I did not expect that to win. But it was my fucking favorite oh. documentary of the year. I, I yeah, expected it was that my favorite doc as well. I was I was a little I'm not gonna lie I was a little worried because the Oscars do funky wonky stuff when it comes to the documentaries because that mm-hmm. voting pool is always going like they do this weird thing where if it's I think it's if it's like found like uh past stuff they don't like it as much for instance uh is it apollo 11 right that wasn't it wasn't even nominated and that was yeah like a lot of people's uh favorite right. documentary that year um but summer yeah. of soul was just too good though i mean flea was a worthy competitor but like summer of souls just if you watch it's just, it to, it's to watch it is to love it exactly so yeah, i i do know. think i do think like i like this year um that Flea was nominated in three different categories because I think that does a really good job of in, in some ways, like legitimizing animation for other people. And uh, yeah. one of yeah. the, the Lord or Miller, I forget which uh, of the two. Um, yeah. They mentioned something like, Hey, can we stop acting like animated films are like this nuisance that parents have yeah. to deal with? And our mm-hmm. kids yeah. love every time we present these awards. <laughs> can we talk about that yeah. real quick? Because I found it really I... hilarious where they had like the three live action Disney princesses go up and they're yeah. like, yeah, animated films are for kids, guys. You know, like we played Disney characters and you had to put up with our, our, our movies and all that. We're making and a at real the movie. Same time, at the same time, they have Flea nominated, which is not a family movie <laughs> like yeah. even, even on top of that like I'm show perfect blue to my kids they're, they're like, pre- like they're kind of pretending on this stream they had like two Encanto songs performed one of which we yeah. don't talk about Bruno mm-hmm. that they're like oh yeah these are for kids on a stream that like a majority of America like the 
these children are asleep and do not care about the Oscars. Yeah. I feel bad for Steven Spielberg. He went there and he had to sit yeah. through that. He had to sit through all of it. He had to sit through all that shit. The, uh, and the rock, paper, scissors game that just happened there. So, I mean, it, it, at least uh, West Side Story got Best Supporting Actress, which very well oh, deserved. Yeah. Well, it got yeah. two yeah. Oscars, right? But, uh, no. no. I, I think, think it just got the one. Got the one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it just got Supporting Actress. But then PTA um, literally just did nothing the entire show. Yeah, he, he just sat That's there on his phone playing. Very funny. <laughs> Oh, so here's here's the thing I noticed, and, and maybe I've brought this up before, and this is a random point, and then we'll we'll get to uh, the will they won't they of it all that uh, most people are probably listening for or whatever. Uh, but uh, <laughs> specifically, just because I've I've seen it enough, uh, there's there's some people that are married that are shown at Oscars enough. Um, that you just notice, and I feel like Maya Rudolph gets way more screen. And Maya Rudolph, very funny, very well-known actress, so that's probably why. Um, but mm-hmm. I feel like Maya Rudolph has infinite, infinitely more screen time uh, in the Oscars, like when they're panning uh, and showing like the crowd than uh, PTA. And then on top of that, <laughs> I could be completely off base on this, and maybe I'm just I'm re- misremembering or something. But I swear. They show Keith Urban way too often in like the when they pan to the audience yeah. and uh, everyone well, remembers. Like, oh yeah, he's married. He's married to Nicole Kidman. He was like in the front row though. He was kind. He was kind of hard not in the know. front row. <laughs> in the in the pre-Oscar coverage, they interviewed Nicole Kidman and him, and he looks so embarrassed to be getting interviewed. Like he actually <laughs> like takes a step back and he's like interview her. Like uh, so, yeah, I'm just yeah. I'm just a I'm just a guy wife wife guy. Yeah. Yes. I think this was overall, I don't know if this is the right time to bring it up. This was overall the most kind of like whorish in the sense of like, hey, remember this? Or, hey, this is popular, so we're including this. Like, for example, as much as I love BTS, why the fuck? And I do love BTS. Why the fuck did they go to the... But then also, but then also, like, there were certain movies where it was, like, the 50th anniversary, and I was like, all right, cool, I get that. Mario the 28th Pete, anniversary. Pulp Fiction mean 28th Mario, anniversary. Yeah, 28th, but, like, but, like, basically, they accepted an award for The Godfather being popular still. Like, that was what the acceptance speech was for. <laughs> <laughs> it is a movie that is watched today. Here's your People list. still do watch this movie. It's a movie that was recently re-released on 4K. You should go buy it and line exactly. their pockets. <laughs> it just, yeah. it just... Please, please donate to Megaopolis. We need that but movie again, to be seen. Again, to my, to, to my point, though, like I, I feel like enough specifically dads that are watching that are like, oh, The Godfather. Back when films were good, they uh, literally yeah. had like a minute, like Kevin, Co- like Kevin Costner's like Kevin creepy speech. What the oh, fuck yeah. was with <laughs> that? For that real, it went on for so long, and he it said like it so monitor. Margo was like, "Are they paying him by the minute? Like, what the hell? <laughs> like, he's, he he's just, just kept going on." Oh wait, speaking of weird presenters, Rami Malek was super fucking drunk. 
He only blinked once. He only. He was staring okay, unblinkingly I, into that camera for so long. I have been a known Rami uh, jokester. Uh, obviously, the biggest example of short term wealth poster. Look, I thought he looked normal. Did he was no, in, he was a he didn't blink. Thing. He blinked a single time. He was obviously so not blinking this time. It's fine. <laughs> He Next should blink. He looked like he was film. threatening me. I usually. <laughs> I was yeah, like, like, look, look. There were there were people. <laughs> there were there were people saying Remy Malik jump scare, and I would just like to say I was more <laughs> startled than a jump scare. So I would like to give Remy Malik credit. Um, he is now an Oscar winner. We have to accept he's going to be at the awards more often. Look, yeah. he's here to stay. He's the people's. He's, that's fine. That's fine as long as he fucking blinks. I'm okay. <laughs> no, he's so much more than a jump scare. He's a long, slow burn creeper. He's he's a liminal like, space. Uh, Guys, yeah, I don't know yeah. if I told you this, but he joined the the chat like five minutes ago. Rich joining is is a segue enough um, to we got to start talk about the Will Smith stuff I guess yeah um, let's do it oh my so God. Rich uh, because you I took fucking notes <laughs> because you just joined Rich I will let you go uh, and talk about uh, Will Smith that. I had lulled myself into this this thought that I could never be surprised by the Oscars, and here I sit, <laughs> and, surprised and yet. by the Oscars. I, I am in a I, I am in a great speech. This is like, I, I I actually turned I told a couple other people, but I actually turned the Oscars on about like when this happened, um, and I didn't like I didn't notice it as it was going on because I was moving some stuff around. Um, it just got but there are some people. Yeah, I know there's a lot of people, like, as it was happening, there were a lot of people that are like, oh, was this, like, a planned thing? Was this, like, a joke thing? Um, mm -hmm. And, like, it, as, as soon as, like, more stuff come came out, it very clearly, like, was it. But on top of that, yeah. like, even if there were, like, an ounce of, like, suspicion or whatever, like, there's no way the Oscars would ever be capable enough to, like, plan something this juicy. In my opinion, you see what they come up with for the other stuff, right? Like, there's. Well, yeah. you can't plan an online poll. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, <laughs> I just. So, I. There are some people, there are going to be some, some people, certainly, that are like, oh my God, I can't believe the Oscar. Like, just when I was looking up. Uh, the Oscar winners, there were tweets from people that probably have opinions about other things um, that we don't necessarily have to get into. That, that yeah, like, we're not oh, even gonna, yeah. Can you, I, can I you believe that Will Smith was clapped for uh, love and peace after slapping someone? Look, I just, I just want to give a little bit of context for the situation. I'm, so many people shared the thing about, uh, Jada has talked about um, that she's lost hair, like, with Mm -hmm. kids. There's a lot of people that have a kid and lose hair. But on top of that, like, I think people are forgetting, like, two years ago, Will Smith was, like, made fun of by everyone on the internet. And, like, I get he's, like, a very high-profile celebrity. So, more than likely, like, 
it's a, it, like he's not going to be as affected by that because he's probably not on the internet enough. But it was to the point that he probably saw a decent amount of it. Um, yeah, and th- and that probably is like a decent point of contention. Um, so I, I'm fine. Like I don't think there's any problem with what he did personally. Yeah, um, and see, this yeah. is like get one free slap per Oscar. like like this isn't even like the worst that's ever happened in oscars because if you recall back when um back back when uh marlon brando won his oscar Mm -hmm. um he had a native woman come on stage and say that he could not accept the award um because he he just didn't want it and so john wayne got upset and went backstage to try to assault the native woman Right, that that's like one of the worst incidents that's ever happened in oh, Oscar wow. history. So, so see, the thing is that that like, happened off stage, though, right? Correct. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah. Stage, this was still live. Happened. Yeah, <laughs> the, I, live. the difference was just the pu- publicity of this, and when it, and like again, that shock of like, okay, <laughs> you couldn't t- like at first you couldn't tell if it was like a joke, like is even if it wasn't it? playing by the Oscars, like it was yeah it was like is, is will smith just like making a joke out of it is like that was part of it you know and then you saw like how like angry own. he was getting yeah because like yeah. even when they muted it you could very clearly like he was he was shouting it so you could very clearly read his it lips was, like i knew exactly what acting. he said it was yeah, great um, from everyone because you could yeah. feel the tone in the room like go down because people looked yeah. at him go like oh Oh yeah, the, the, the room went real. quiet. <laughs> yeah, well, well, even went... even more so. Like again, and I guess I guess this is one of the parts that could be like the conspiracy thing, um, I suppose. Um, but like the fact that like Will Smith was very much considered a a a, a quote unquote lock, like for best lead actor, and like a lot of people knew that. So there is a certain degree of uh you know atmosphere in a room when it's like oh yeah the guy who just did this like eventually has to do an acceptance speech and the thing that like made it a hundred percent clear that it's like this this is in no way planned at all is he's very clearly like flummished when he's doing his speech mm-hmm. um like, because, I, yeah, uh, you know when you when you go up and slap chris rock you know your notes kind of go out the window yeah <laughs> you could tell that it he was- changed his speech to be like i defend my family and talk oh, about well, how yeah, that bring was, you down. Yeah. I don't think he went with anything from his original speech. I think he yeah, literally just had to like, yeah, I think he literally had to sit there afterwards and be like, well, again, it was pretty locked that he was going to get it. So he probably had to go down, sit down, like just brainstorm for the next, like, you know, 20 minutes or however long it was. I want to yeah. be a vessel for love after slapping Chris Rock. The... The Kevin Costner speech you got was psyops crowd control, just to get everybody to calm down. Mm-hmm. So it was in the <laughs> probably. But Honestly, then... yeah. <laughs> so I can't quite say that. Like, I get the instinct to punch. So I can't quite say like I am well, like okay he, he laughed with what he's doing. He yeah, like and saw his wife react, and he was like, "Oh shit, she's not laughing." Yeah, I, I can't. Like, the the issue I think that's missing here is, like, they are human beings, but also, like, these are kind Mm -hmm. of, like, privileged egomaniacs kind of, like, fighting. You know what I mean? Like, yes. You know what I mean? Like, as well. Like, not privileged in every way, obviously. Like, privileged, though, like, in a lot of ways, like, kind of, like, egomaniacs fighting each other. And, uh, like, it just, it was just... 
something that was so fucking weird and like I'll never forget it so it made the Oscars entertaining but like the idea that people are going to be online taking sides makes me so sad because to me like the winner is nobody like it just feels like this kind of like net loss to me for like both of them and that I think Chris Rock kind of comes off as an asshole but like Will Smith kind of came off I don't think in the best light as well. Uh, but that, I don't know. That might just be me. I, I think generally opinions, at least, and it was funny, I don't know, I was kind of talking about this more. I think people probably, especially like my age range, are going to walk away and just be like, yeah, Will Smith, like, like I don't think a lot of people are going to be very angry with him about this, at least in my, like, demographic. Um, it it was just it was just weird. Like that's what it comes down to at the end of the day. Just like what a fucking weird thing to have happened. I'm not gonna <laughs> like it's gonna be an internet thing for a while, but like yeah. it will and it will be interesting to like see how it affects their careers and stuff going forward. But at the end of the day, okay, this is just like a weird like one off oh. thing that happened and how crazy it was that it was televised, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it'll. I don't think it'll end. I don't think it'll really affect either of their careers that much. No, I agree. With, yeah. I agree with you. To, to clarify, I don't really think of it as like I'm not really pissed at them. It's just one of those things where it's like I don't see the need to celebrate either of their responses in this particular case. But yeah, but I. I mean, I get that like people are only going to have so little problem with what Will Smith did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm waiting for the diss tracks. Someone was saying uh, a friend of mine said uh, it would be fun to have um, Kanye and and uh, Kanye and Pete Davidson versus Will Smith and Chris Rock (laughs) or something like that for like WrestleMania. (laughs) What? (laughs) For something stupid like that. I thought it was funny. Just like have these celebrity beefs. It's like because like right after it happened, like who who was the guy? Was it P Diddy? Was that who it was? He was like, yeah, 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 yeah. he was on the stage. Yep. Came out on stage. So well, that was weird. That was awkward. anyway. <laughs> Back to the <laughs> well, they, on, on top of that, no, but on top of that, Chris Rock had to do more presenting after. Like, yeah. yeah, and to be fair, he took a punch. He took that punch very well. Yeah, you gotta he, admit it was extremely well. Yeah, I mean, especially with Will I Smith mean, like training for boxing for Ali. I don't like, know I, though. It was just a punch. it was just a little cat slap. Like honestly, yeah. like, uh, it wasn't it he wasn't like he came up and box. jabbed him. Yeah, he just like uh, I've it was. Watched, yeah, I've watched the hit approximately seventeen hundred times now, <laughs> and <laughs> it's not. It's not as powerful as you think. It's kind of like there's, a like a it almost there. it almost looks like a stage hit. Like it comes close to yeah. looking like a stage that hit. That was yeah. genuinely why I thought at first that maybe it was like Will Smith m- messing around because it just yeah. looked like a little like like it almost looked like he didn't even hit him. Like you said, like I was like, oh, so maybe this is just like <gasps> oh a funny God. joke between them. He recreated then- Ali's phantom punch. Wow. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, he connected, but that was definitely not like hitting the button. Nah. Yeah. Can, can we talk about the in memoriam? Because I kind of have conflicting feelings on it. Me too. Um, the, yeah. The like, in memoriam was different. 
Like, yeah, song yeah. And, the song and dance. Not that a, was uh, not a like, great I'm, choice at all. No like, mom the video. Like, like I was fine with some of the gospel choices, but then it kind of turned into like this big musical sing and dance number, and I'm like, guys, oh yeah, these I people get died. it's a celebration of the lives of these people, but you're cutting in and out of something that should be like a memoriam and celebrating the life, as opposed to just turning it into like this big cabaret number. Like mm-hmm. the testimonials that people gave to put another good. Encanto song in. Exactly. What? Yeah. <laughs> Would have been great opportunity. If, like, I don't know how natural this is as a transition here, but I heard Encanto mentioned again, and I would just like to go on my little uh, yearly soap uh, soapbox. Very that here? Pretty, We're doing that here? Um, After it won? After it won, I, really? <laughs> not even, no, I'm just saying how the Oscars don't watch the animate, like the voters don't watch the animated nominees and just go with the most Maybe. popular Disney movie. Yeah, Maybe they, they, they just, watched them this year. <laughs> they just got so they didn't, their kids singing Bruno that okay. they're just like. Hey, I know you like it. You can't. Did you see Flea? Did you see Flea, hey? I did. I'm actually not big on Flea. Uh, you know, I. I oh. <laughs> It was uh, not his cup of tea. Can, can you in good? Can you in good conscience? Though, so wait, real quick. As <laughs> can you like purely objectively be like just as even if it's not your style, say Encanto as a film was better than Flea, like just in a technical I mean, sense. I have it. I have it high. I would make it look. I, I think. I think animation is weird. I think you could pick anything. I think Encanto is very well animated. I think you'd make an argument that Mitchell's versus the sheet machine is also. I have them. I have Mitchell's and Encanto as five and six for me. The problem is, like, I think there's a lot of people <gasps> that argue that Encanto is uh, middling, and I don't. That's the disrespect I don't like um, because I, I mean, like both the movies. Correct. and I would have been cool <laughs> with the winning. It's Encanto felt like the most like. It felt like just one of those. It felt again like the year that Frozen beat The Wind Rises, where it was like, "All right, so like you, you just, you just said fuck it, like you didn't even try." I mean, this is an issue for decades, to be honest. Like, like I don't think it's that egregious as the wind, but you like like, you know that one hurt me, so that's unfair. Like I thought, I'm just, I I speak. Oh, go ahead. My vote would have been Godzilla versus Kong. <laughs> yes. Uh, if Wait, what? Listen, if you the listen on headphones to We Don't Talk About Bruno, you can hear the dump truck of money backing into Lin Manuel Miranda's yes. driveway. Yeah. 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 Uh huh. Yeah. Like I was a I was a decent fan of Encanto. It was a really good movie, but I would hesitate to say that that would have been my pick. Like that was okay, not my so, It was just a real, really real banger quick, year. Real quick question. Real quick question uh, for for McKenna. Uh, just yeah. for clarification. I'm yeah. pretty sure you you or Nick know this. Is is it just does does the animation guild only pick the nominees? Because I thought they also changed it to where they vote on it. Is that See, correct? I I don't think they did. I think they talked about it, but they that was what my understanding was was that they kind of like pitched that idea but it hasn't happened yet but i could be wrong i'm not an absolute expert that was just what my understanding was okay interesting yeah um yeah, see, I'm, but, one of, 
I wanted Mitchells versus the Machines to win. That was that was my I, pick. Well, that was because it was just I felt like there were three like pretty hard hitters this year with animation, yeah. and I thought it was for me in that category. Flea was like leagues above the rest, and I'm saying that, and I loved all of the like I loved those like other movies, but um, Flea was just extremely like inventive and something that we don't see very often and it was a really great story about you know um and it wasn't like a tragedy heavy story either it was still it was like a very um uplifting but also you know true to this you know real life of this man and i think that was really cool but um bro yeah so that one was like okay it's groundbreaking and i think on that like element is like why i consider it higher than the rest but we also had luca and mitchell's versus the machines and like yeah. hey knows i still i still think Encanto's good i'm just thinking like you see those three films and i see Encanto, and i'm like i couldn't like i don't understand how there would be like other than just like it's the most recognizable one so there you go <laughs> you know like can i yeah i I have a theory on that one, because, like, I think because Encanto was released so far late into the year last year that it was the only thing people could really be talking about for, for like, the next few months afterwards. And so it just kind of drowns out everyone. Plus, you also added to the fact that We Don't Talk About Bruno became, like, the most streamed song of all time. Yeah, oh, point. yeah, trust me, I know like, why it became the most, like, I understand was, that part. Saturated. I'm just saying and that, even, yeah. But I guess the argument... <laughs> My argument before we do this, and I will that let Todd cool. slander uh, Encanto in just a second. Um, but I guess no, my like argument that. for this is I do not view Encanto in the same category as Frozen, where it's just this broad commercial appeal film uh, that is, you know, it's got some really catchy songs that we all love, chart-topping songs. Because I think Encanto's story is really I, good. Like, I, I love I, the story yeah, and, and the... Animation and that's where we disagree. Film. I get that. I completely yeah. get that. I'm, what I am and why don't you just is, punch the other already and be over with is, it? There are people that love Encanto, and I, I don't know how they're not on this podcast besides me and Lindsay. And we again, we don't have to reopen this because we did an hour-long podcast. Yes. But we did a two-hour-long podcast that was didn't supposed even to be not, a, a didn't even get posted. Um, it didn't even get posted because <laughs> I, the, the file deleted itself. Uh, so we have to redo free, it now. Free to give, <laughs> we are redoing it right now. <laughs> I don't. Well, it was like no. this is cursed. No, I'm not letting this go out, I, and then just delete itself. <laughs> I'll simply say, like, I don't need to slander Encanto that much. It's just, if you watched Flea and don't think Flea should have won, you're just kind of wrong. Uh, and yeah. so, like, in, in this particular yeah. year... Okay, okay, wait, okay. Can, can I tell you yeah. why? Can I tell you my thing? Honestly, my, my honest opinion about Flea, I think the opening is so good. The opening of that film is so good. Um, the first like 20 minutes or so and when I first watched it oh. I will confess to this when I first watched it um, I, it was probably like 4am and uh, I had, another I had a child okay. that was still awake and I was like alright like I need to stay awake through the night and Flea is kind of put, not Flea's fault but it's a, it's a very serenading and calming film 
So instead yeah. of going Moss Baby 2, a uh, family business, and people can judge me all they want. I am a huge proponent <laughs> of animation. I do not care what you think. Um, I watched Flea later in full capacity. Here's my issue with Flea. My main thing. I think Flea does the documentary thing uh, that is the reason I don't watch that many documentaries where at some point the film goes from intriguing to a little bit meandering and kind of boring to me. And that's because my brain is stupid and I realize that. But that's why Summer of Soul is magnetic to me because never once was I like, oh man, it's doing that documentary thing. And I know documentaries are my vegetables. Todd has talked about this. He watched 40, <laughs> he watched 40 documentaries at Sundance for the past two years. And he looked at me and he's like, you know, uh, I've actually boosted my IQ 20 points each of these times. I, look, I can't, I can't do it. I'm a narrative boy. I said all that. I said all that. That is true. No, I, <laughs> no, no, that's, that's fine. I accept, I accept your it was 30 points. It was 30 points by the way, but yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I accept your explanation. I, uh, I just disagree. I disagree, but I was talking to yeah. a friend. I was talking to a friend named Caucasian Vision who argued something a little similar. Oh, <laughs> so boy. Did he not like yeah. him? Was he bringing back my top favorite cameo? <laughs> <laughs> no, I will say. Uh, never mind. I won't even. I won't even say. Um, was he disappointed that Boss Baby wasn't nominated? He was. He was like, you know, when I go to the movies, I like to laugh. That's what he said. He said, when I go to the... <laughs> I like to laugh. Louise. Hey, I, um, I was one that wanted crypto, too. <laughs> one day we're just going to have to do a master cut of all of the Caucasian vision lore on this podcast. Yes. <laughs> I got to read a book. What the fuck? Yes. Um, okay. Before we head out, are there any other main things y'all want to talk about? Jessica Norman Chastain. Now. Go for it, McKenna. Uh, Jessica Chastain. I I know Chris. I was honestly like, I wasn't sure if she was going to win or not because I do. I did really love Kristen Stewart too. I think her performance that was, was awesome. Very surprising. Um, yeah. But I am just. I don't know. There was something in my gut that I wanted Jessica Chastain to win. And when she did, it made me very, very happy. I I think she just put a lot of like heart, like it felt like a very earnest performance, and it was really, um, it was really nice to see her win that. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Can I, can I, I, I want to slight I, argument about a film that I think most people like. Um, <laughs> I think Chastain, pro like I again, I haven't seen that many of the nominees like this year uh, in in comparison to other years. My only argument, Chastain bodies that performance. She's incredible um, yeah. in that movie. However, here, here's kind of like my pitch for the Oscars. I want like, I want one of the guilds or like one of these award shows or um, any of like Sundance or the Spirit Award, all that stuff. Basically, like they pick a representative. And I think that movie would have been hard besides maybe like makeup and hair styling and co uh, costuming. Um, to find someone to like represent that film, because I don't think like I think with Jessica Chastain, the movie's not very good, and it has Andrew Garfield.
basically being Bob the Tomato from VeggieTales. Um, and weird, weird phrasing, but all right. <laughs> I, just, I was wow. big on the movie. I'll <laughs> accept it. <laughs> I, a- after it made Jessica, sense to me. After Jessica Chastain won, I really wanted to see how Grace Randolph handled that because she is known for hating Jessica Chastain with a passion. <laughs> like, I just wanted to see. But fortunately enough, I'm blocked. But, you know. <laughs> My uh, my sincere view is that Kristen Stewart got robbed for that. Uh, I thought I thought just I thought Jessica Chastain was very good, but it felt still like someone doing an amazingly good impression. Where Kristen Stewart yeah. felt somehow like it was just this like effortless like holy shit that's this character for me. And Johnny Greenwood. See, they they felt the same. And the they fact, both yeah, felt the... very effortless to me. So I yeah I guess that's, that's where yeah. <laughs> that's real, real quick question, uh, Todd, because you were probably paying somewhat attention to this. Um, I know obviously part of this is probably indicative of award ceremonies, um, but I feel like Kristen Stewart was the the odds-on favorite for a while, and then it was Nicole Kidman, and then just out of nowhere, it was like, oh, now it's Jessica Chastain, and then there were <laughs> there were mumblings about um, there were mumblings about uh, Penelope Cruz, like right at the tail end of before the Oscars were showing. And here's my question: um, A, how did Kristen Stewart somehow like just get left out of like a contender? Is it because enough people? were peeved, like were enough British people peeved about Spencer, and then B, was no one wanting to talk about Olivia Coleman at all? <laughs> um, <laughs> Olivia Coleman, Olivia Coleman was great, but she's already won uh, recently, and it wasn't a dynamic enough, like over, like I think to win multiple times in a couple years, you have to be like over the top, clear front runner. And I just don't think it happened. I think what happened to Kristen Stewart is people just get bored with a front runner after a little while. And like she came out so early out of the gates. I think that's just part of what happened was there were like other. I, I, Todd, I yeah. completely agree with you because um, I find those uh, the anonymous ballots that get posted. I find them really interesting because you just get, a, a, you know, people actually just talking freely. And most of them are just hey, these are the movies that I really liked, and thus I voted for that. Um, but there was a lot of really interesting stuff about CODA because there was someone talking about, yeah, if the if the best picture category were still like it was uh, a couple of years ago, like CODA wouldn't have even been nominated because if there were only five, it probably would have been like Belfast, Power of the Dog, uh, maybe, for sure, West Side Story, maybe Dune, uh, and then maybe King Richard. Uh, I don't know. Um, but the reason I bring that up is is because this is going until March. Like I think I think that's the the, the answer. Like yeah. <laughs> some people, like if you are not a historic winner, like Will Smith was a big deal for winning. And I feel like kind of the same thing happened with Cody Smith McPhee. Uh, and again, I'm not like the biggest Power of the Dog fan, but he was like the uh, like very definitive of a favorite. And then as soon as Coda was rising in uh, some of the stuff. Um, he, uh, Troy Kotzer was also um, he raised as well oh. and ended up winning, which is cool. But yeah. uh, I do yeah. wonder if the show changes to, changes back to February the the year like this year after 
um, if we get less movement, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, I agree. It's, it's mm-hmm. also a British tradition that case do get snubbed. <laughs> Fair enough. Hi, right, are there that. any other last minute Oscar things? I do. Yeah. I have a, a couple. Go for it, Matthew. Alrighty. Uh, just talk about a few movies that I think got snubbed. Red Rocket, definitely. Time yeah. is great. Malignant. Okay, here, here's my argument. Here's, I guess, my argument with Red Rocket. I'm actually. I, look, I get it. People that don't like that movie completely get it. Um, yeah. I, I really love that movie because I trust Sean Baker when he's making a film. I've listened like to enough interviews. He's a very interesting director. Uh, he, he maybe it's because he mailed me uh, one of his movies. Who knows? Um, but I'm actually really happy that it basically got no love besides the Spirit Awards because I think like. It being nominated for the Oscars, people would have been like, oh my god, can you believe? Like, it, it would have started like movies about bad people, like, shouldn't be recognized or whatever. Um, and I didn't, I didn't necessarily want to have that discussion with Red Rocket, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's you right. convinced it, it, me. <laughs> <laughs> they just had. I come from. You were on the fence. You were on the fence until then, and um... I'm not even kidding. I'm not even kidding. You convinced me. I was. I was agreeing with. I was initially agreeing that Red Rocket got snubbed, and then I was like, you know, actually, those debates would have been annoying as hell. Yeah, the so I'm glad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah I, like, like for instance, so many people were talking about it that Code is probably going to get an extra amount of slander. Um, but like the one thing I will say, like I think. Coda is is at least a film that like I'm really excited to tell. The problem is it's on Apple TV Plus, um, but I'm really excited to tell people to watch. So, for instance, like I my parents uh, maybe it was because of last Oscars the year before Oscars, who knows? Uh, but they were kind of out of the Oscars, and I was like, I didn't say it was a a possible Best Picture winner, but I was like, oh, there's a movie Coda. Why don't we watch the movie Coda? I think you guys will like it. And they really did, but I didn't think like they didn't think it was up for all these awards because they liked it so much. So I do think like this kind of does a little bit of a reset to be like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Like, this this is a charming film that it, it has mass appeal. I was gonna say that was because yeah. my yeah my mom I actually after telling her she should watch it ended up finding it on her own organically and said, have you ever seen this movie? And I was like, yes, I told you you should watch it. <laughs> um, but she loved it. And she was texting me during the Oscars and she was like, yay, Coda's winning awards. I like, I like that. I like that my mom who like compared, I'm like, cause we watched the Oscars together quite a bit, like growing up, I, like compared to the year that like, I remember Moonlight won bus picture. She was like, I've never heard of this movie before, and it just wasn't, you know, as fun of an experience. It's cool that, like, this movie that has mass appeal that a lot of people like can watch it and be like, whoa, and, like, celebrate a little bit. And that's fun. I like that. I will agree that one of the best re- the best things about Coda winning is that people have something to talk to their parents about. <laughs> yeah, like, just, could, just like, that's oh, what we all I'll, need. Excuses I'll to go talk ahead to our and, parents. And, Throw out yes. a like I probably would have had to do a bunch of selling if Roma had actually won Best Picture, but before it won, I remember that was slow, like more people knew me as the quote unquote movie guy 
so like as best picture was going like people were asking me about movies and i was like oh just you wait like because because i was thinking roma was going to win best picture um i've talked about this probably too many times on the podcast but um like i was telling so many people like oh just wait like best picture this year is going to be really good and then green book won and i and i got did not I got sad because uh, like there was there was one person that followed me up on it and they were like, oh, you meant Green Book? And I was like, no, no, I meant Roma, one for director and editor and all this great stuff, but it's fun. But yeah, I, I do think there is something like, I don't know, like the conversation to, to Todd and McKenna's point, the conversation about um, Power of the Dog with my parents would have gone something like this. Oh, the best picture winners on Netflix? I would have been like, yeah, it's this movie with Benedict Cumberbatch. It's about, you know, sad, brooding cowboy. It's really slow. And they would have said, oh, Back okay. Mountain with extra steps. Yeah, they, they would have said, <laughs> oh, okay, that's nice. And then not watched it. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, two more snubs. Extra steps. I think Card Counter. I'm a Paul Schrader man, but like I'm going to go to bat for him. But I think the biggest snub was definitely Nick Cage for Pig slash Willie's yeah. Wonder Woman. Yeah, that's fair. Both, both oh. great <laughs> Can you both imagine no. Willy's Wonderland being nominated? That would I mean, be hilarious. What a year. Because he it's so fucking good. Because he's literally, it's like he said in interviews, it's like a haiku performance, well, just with Peg. But I also think he does that with Willy's Wonderland. Where he just, it's what's not said is important. And Willy's Wonderland and Peg were acting-wise more compelling than literally any of the other nominees, except for like Kirsten so- Stewart. So real quick, real quick, Matthew, because um, we're, we're doing this fun game, and, and maybe I'll do this with uh, everybody else here in a second. Yes. But specifically with Card Counter, pick one award and swap someone out. Uh-oh. Pick, uh, how do you mean to explain a little further? Like any, say you want Oscar Isaac for lead, and then you look at the leads and you're like, okay, I'd swap him out with Garfield or whatever. Honestly, yeah, I'd swap him out for Garfield, yeah. Garfield had a good performance, but it was definitely not an Oscar worthy. I think. I feel- Real just like to that, I feel like that his nomination was more like you were you did really good in three different movies this year. None of like (laughs) that was I feel like that was his nomination was like we just want to let you know you did a good job in three movies and you deserve a little pat on the back for that. Also, replace Javier Bardem with Nicolas Cage, and then there you go. That's I do I do have a quick question, and and Matthew, that's your two changes. But um, real quick question, like is that the because I assume I've I've always been under the assumption that all these fan photos and stuff, the reason Garfield's like leading them for for actor is because he was in No Way Home. Um, and like, I didn't even think that like, maybe Tick, Tick, Boom was just really big on Netflix. And I just wasn't like, aware. Tick, Tick, Boom had a big, had it, did, it had like a big, especially like, young, like teens, early 20s mm-hmm. following. Like it was all across TikTok yeah. for a while. Yeah. So, yeah. And that was so close. And that was so close to No Way Home too. Sorry, like timeline wise, that it like compounded. I think. So you're saying that Garfield is is the is the representative for Gen Z now. He's, he's yes. their warrior. He he is. I wrote. I told. I told. Uh, <laughs> two of my coworkers after No Way Home came out. I was, saw it like premiere night. I was like, Andrew Garfield's about to get really big. Like he's going to be like a thing. And I was right. <laughs> he's going to be a person now. He's going to be a thing. <laughs> it is. 
Girls are gonna first over him. Real quick before we before we move on from that, uh, Todd, who is the representative warrior for the boomers? um, Uh oh, being a representative of um, the represent. Wait, is Andrew Garfield the representative warrior of? You're, you're talking who, who's that person? Unfortunately for my generation, it's somebody like oh no, he's older than me. I don't know who it is for my generation for Gen X. I guess but Ethan Hawke. It's Ethan Hawke. Can the weird? Okay, that's, no, that's a good one. Can can the weird in, and Todd's just for anybody listening for the person Todd is not actually a boomer. We don't have a ninety-year-old uh, no, no. on. Uh, but uh, can we? The weird in between of, of Gen Z and Millennial. I'm I'm planting the flag. We're taking Nick Cage, baby. Uh, it's our time. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that works. I think that works. Um, yeah. He's good. Okay, so uh, so Todd, uh, real quick, Todd, pick one Oscar win or whatever that you would replace with someone else. All right, Just for me, Alan Matthew. Uh, I mean, my obvious answer is Case Stew, but like, I am gonna actually for this one go with score for Spencer, which didn't mm-hmm. even get nominated, yes. but was the best fucking score of the year. It and I'm just so gonna good. say this: my the following okay, statement is not a reflection of Hay necessarily or any of the other people on here. But fuck you, Hans Zimmer. I don't think you're that great. And (laughs) I don't think you should have won for this one. And I got my fucking eye on you, Hans Zimmer. I got my eye on you. So real quick question. Is this, and I I assume some people talked about this, um, but is this a case of, uh, what's it called? Is this a case of uh, Ridley Scott? Um, where you just had three films that Johnny Greenwood scored this year. So they were like, well, they're all really good, so let's just pick one, and they picked The Power of the Dog. Because so many people have told me, they're like, look, I, I really enjoy the score of The Power of the Dog. I, this is actually, as, as weird as this sounds, this, that was one of the contentious ones that Spencer was not nominated, because everyone's like, well, the score mm-hmm. is it, nuts. It's, like, it's awesome. It was beautiful. It's like 40% of what makes the movie work is the score. Yeah. Like, it makes it, the it, fucking Haunted House movie. <laughs> Yeah, it's it turns it into a goddamn horror film. Like it, like yeah. it's amazing. So it's it was a real mess on uh, the Oscars part. Yeah. Do you, do yeah. you think that is because Greenwood had had power of the dog probably was, yeah probably mm-hmm. but to me I don't know. We nominated Soderbergh twice for score. You know what I mean? Or for uh, <laughs> directing, like in the same year. We can we can. Do we can figure it out? We can, you know, walk and chew gum at the same time. We should, we should he, allow. Yeah, I'm I'm frantically trying to look this up real quick. So, uh, pardon while I'm looking. Was he was he nominated for best score for Phantom Thread? That uh, score yes. Was awesome. In fact, that I mean, might have won. No, he was just a nominee. I, okay, I just he was it. just a nominee. Okay. Yeah, I, mean, I was wondering numerous- because. Go for it, Matthew. Oh, no, no, you go. Yeah, it was a different thought. Oh, no. <laughs> no worries. Uh, the only reason I was asking was was that was a, a great score. And, and so is Chip Water has a pretty good score. So not a huge complaint. But I do wonder, like, this is this is the interesting thing because, like, Johnny Greenwood is probably going to keep making, like, banger scores for a while. Um, 
And it just it gets to a point where people will look back and be like, oh, wait, how is this person not one for a while? And to your point, um, that's the same thing with Hans Zimmer, because Hans Zimmer hasn't won in forever. Right. Like, I feel like that was a lot of the reason he won for Dune, because I even like I, I I'm huge on Dune. I love Dune. This in obviously Todd isn't as high on Dune when we talked about it, but. I don't know if I would pick that for best score. It's a really good score, but I don't know if I'd pick that for the best one. I wouldn't even say yeah. it's a really good score. I, I think yeah. that Hans Zimmer phoned in his acceptance speech just like he phoned in that score. How dare you? I, dare I, I can understand that, yeah. <laughs> um, Rich, uh, what is an, uh, an award you would replace a nominee impossible winner? I, I feel like this is going to be a spicy take, but I'm going to pull Jane Campion out of Best Director and give it to Julia Dukenrau for uh, Titan. Mm. Wow. You know what? I would I'll, probably yeah. agree, but I'll I haven't seen it yet. Woo! Yeah. Not mad about it. I'll take okay, it. So, so it's interesting you bring this up because I forget the other nominees that year. Uh, if there was one year, it was the year Guillermo won for Shape of Water. And there were so many directors, specifically Villeneuve, I, I wanted in the rotation, and there were a couple other people, Luca Guardanino as well. Uh, mm-hmm. And the one that I was like, I kind of think Guillermo del Toro is the one that I'd uh, swap out first. And it's interesting how that works sometimes, where like the winner is it's like, ah, well. Um, but, okay, uh, McKenna, what would you pick as your swap? Um... I'm sorry. I'm trying to go over what the original screenplay. Um, I know who won, obviously, but the nominees. Um, off the top of my head, because I want the one. Okay, let me. Sorry, let me pull it up briefly. Um, it's like licorice pizza, fucking other ones. Numerous other films. Plenty of other films. Yeah, okay. If I could obviously McKenna would pick Don't Look Up to Win. We don't need to you... wait, was that okay. By the way, we're I'm gonna take it real quick. This is the obligatory minute where me and Todd say Don't Look Up is actually a great film. It's a uh, fucking good ahead. film, fuck you haters. All right. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it, so I'm taking it out by default and I'm replacing it with Come On, Come On. Um, I think, come on, come on. Like, I don't think it was like majorly snubbed, but I thought it was going to get a little bit of buzz and it got like nothing. So there's mine. Fair, fair, fair. So it's the time where we defend Don't Look Up. Yeah, and look, we, we can we can vamp for a little uh, minute if we want to. Look, here's, here's my one thing. I feel like Don't Look Up, a lot of the hate for that movie was because it was on Netflix and so many people could see it instantly and then we do the the take cycle or whatever. But then on top of that, there was this interesting thing where like McKay was like being smug or whatever. And then people yeah. were like, Oh, how dare you be smug and, and do all this. And I don't, I don't care. Like I watched the film. I thought it was funny. I thought it had a, a decent amount of, of uh, social commentary that I thought was well done. I, for the most part, I thought it was a pretty good comedy of a director being like, I don't know what to do. Screw it. It just made something. I would defend it for screenplay. I would not defend it for editing. The editing. I would also yeah. not defend it for editing. <laughs> I will not well, disagree with you with that. I do. I do. However, think I do find it odd because um, 
God, I don't know why her uh, Jennifer Lawrence was like the belle of the ball of the Oscars, and I feel like she had absolutely zero chance of being nominated. Um, and what makes it weird to me again, I I do think this is a thing. Much much how Apple had all of their money only invested in Coda and uh, the movie with Denzel. Um, someone help me out. Tra- tragedy Macbeth. Tragedy of Macbeth. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Nick. Um, much how that was that way. I feel like Amazon Prime only had being the Ricardos, correct? I don't think they had another... I, I yeah, guess they had a hero? The only one that they pushed. Penis rockets. <laughs> it's just... It's it's interesting to me because being the Ricardos was nominated for so much, and Matthew already picked Javier Bardem, but that was the first one that I... Like, I'm... I was ready to swap this one out for Bardem, but even Kidman, like, most people that talk about... Uh, being the Ricardos do not sound favorable, and that might just be the olds. But like, I feel like Belfast was a better choice for actors if the olds wanted to old. So maybe it's just an Amazon thing. Um, there are people that talk about being the Ricardos. <laughs> That's a real movie. What? Mostly, mostly that they had to watch it because it was nominated. <laughs> oh, it's not real. What movie are you talking about? What name your movie? name your sources. Anything. Hey, name your sources. Not, I will not out my sources, uh, but there are a dozen of them. Um, There's dozens of us. Dozens. We Nick, are what is what is your replacement you would pick? Okay, so I have two. Um, <laughs> for for the animated feature slot, I want to take out Ryan the Last Dragon and replace it with CryptoZoo. I will not be taking any questions. Yes. Um, and then international feature, international feature. I am taking out Lunana, a yak in the classroom, and replacing it with Tatane. Well, real quick, real quick, one thing on that. I just found out that movie came out in 2019. <laughs> I Wait, don't know if it's a tech. Uh, Lunana came out in 2019. I don't know if it's a technicality thing or whatever. Wait. But like, normally yeah, when it's a technicality thing, that's yeah, that is through, 2019. Like, oh no, it's the like release date. No, 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 not the release date three is years in 2022. Ago. Yeah, it says 2019, um, but it must have been from its uh from its initial country, because yeah, the releasing yeah. in the United States is January 21st, 2022. Okay, so maybe maybe that's the reason why. Yeah, um, it was just it was fascinating to me. Okay, uh, real quick, I do have some that I wanted to name. Um, I thought Candyman could have been nominated for production, uh, mm-hmm. possibly cinematography. I also, real quick, because Matthew brought up Red Rocket, I think Red Rocket could have been nominated cinematography i just think probably sean baker sean baker has a really good eye for um i get some people would refer like the underbelly of specifically texas um yeah my girl my girlfriend friend can vouch because she fucking hated the movie watching it because like her (laughs) home life was kind of similar so like she worked in a donut shop she worked in an oil refinery town in texas Uh creepy men used to come into her work and hit on her when she was underage so yeah it's very realistic and she loved it what's it so. yeah so that's that's why i kind of again didn't necessarily want it to be like nominated because people would be like oh my god like this is why are we doing movies about this and it's like yeah this is a real thing um yeah, anyway real people are <laughs> shitty yeah <laughs> um the other ones that i was thinking of uh nominating uh I, these are two films that i didn't even necessarily uh love um but I thought it was a crime that uh, last night at Soho 
was it nominated for anything? Um, yeah. I, I mean, like, like the cinematography was really good. The editing was fantastic. I thought, uh, and again, yeah. I'm not big on the movie, um, but yeah, I thought that was weird. Yeah, that should have been nominated for editing or something. Um, and I probably, I probably specifically because Rich already brought it up. I probably swapped it out with "Don't Look Up." Um, yeah. And then the only other ones, I, I one of them I was confused because it was a Sundance thing, but I, I don't know. It was from a year ago, but I think you can make an argument that Zazie Beats could have been nominated for supporting for nine days. Um, oh, yes. oh my gosh! I can't believe I didn't yes. even bring up nine days in this. No, talk. I forgot about that. Shit. Yeah. Okay. No. Original nine. Honestly, if I. I yeah, I was gonna say if I could go back and switch my like my screenplay, it's fucking nine days. Yes. Y'all know I already days. know how much I love nine days. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Like I saw that one. In, I saw that one in my list, and I was like, man, Ken is a bozo. Um, yeah, did. I'm a little yeah. goofy for God, that. that movie was great. It's um, it's too late. My brain's not working right. Real, real quick, <laughs> um, one other obligatory swap for Nicole Kidman. Um, this is again a film I wasn't necessarily as high on as other people. However, uh, Taylor Page and Zola is great. Um, mm-hmm. It could have been really fun if she was nominated. Um, I get it necessarily, it didn't necessarily like grab people as much as maybe they thought, uh, but it's a really good film. Uh, and we, we talked about that. Todd's yeah. in, Todd kind of, when I rewatch it, Todd has done uh, some discussion on that that uh, makes me want to change my mind. Last yes. one uh, The Humans should have been nominated for something. I don't know what. I, I, don't I do agree. Thing. Humanity should be nominated for something. No. <laughs> uh, I, I they they already recognize. Don't look up, Matthew. Um, <laughs> no, but yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I would have said cinematography because there was various choices with the humans that are just like, just pitch perfect. Just communicating. So real real quick question, uh, just for clarification, and this, this might be just a, a silly one on my part, but just to check. Where would like where would staging count in the awards categories? Does that make sense? No, but that's like, part of cinematography. Like that's it's all what I was. Yeah, that's, that's cinematography. Yeah, that's why I said best cinematography. So that wouldn't be a part of production design, right? No, no, no production design is more like world building in a way. Yeah, that and he's on set. Yeah, yeah, that's more about like what goes on the wall as opposed to how do you but, frame you know, the wall. I don't know. I feel like you're talking about how the Not, looks at the mise-en-scene. If you're no, talking about staging, then you're talking about composition, which is cinematography. Like, yeah, that's... Cool. Yeah. Just, in that case, uh, of the cinematography, I would... I guess I took out that. Um... They did a pretty good job with the nominees this year. Wait, does anyone see the the tweet the Academy just put out? No. Wait, what what? they say? The Academy does not condone violence of any form. Tonight we are delighted to celebrate our 94th Academy Award winners who deserve this moment (laughs) of recognition from their peers and movie lovers around the world. Oh my god. He might be asked to give back his Oscar. Oh my god. Maybe. No. No, I don't think so. Amazingly stupid. There's a chance. There's a chance. You gotta say that. Ooh. 
If uh, <laughs> I have a, I mean, he technically still wins, but the right. award itself. Real quick, real sense. quick before we have one more person, Nick, what would you swap out? Or no, you said crypto. Yeah, no, we're good. We're done. We're done with this recording. Let's let's uh let's be done. Any final points? Before I end this, I'm giving you one minute, and then we all need to I go to bed. One final. Picture. Actually, let's. <laughs> I'm going to defend the 28th anniversary commemoration of Pulp Fiction. No, no, it's important that. Oh, we I know. Rich, no. I already did. No. I liked because it. John Travolta Rich. watched a video and is going to die in seven days. <laughs> okay. Fine. Fine. Um. All right, that does it for this episode. Thank you all for listening. See you on the next one. Bye. 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 Nicholas Cage. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Your boy.